Hey, good afternoon. It's December 13th, 2018, and welcome to the final recreational poker player podcast of 2018. It's pretty unlikely we'll have another one recorded between now and 2019. So I'm your host, Eric Bensamicon, again here with my trusty co-host, Crazy Dave Cheeseburger Martinez. How you doing, Eric? And very, very, right off the bat, I want to announce a very, very special announcement here with us today in studio, Oscar award-winning actor Christopher Walken. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Eric. You're, you're too kind. Chris, it took an awful lot to get you to do a, a little podcast with nine listeners. Wait a minute. How many? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say nine? No, I... <laughs> my, my agent said nine million. I... Bamboozled. Is that the only reason you did it for free? <laughs> well, I was told there'd be cake. <laughs> well, I think I think we can wrestle up some lunch for you. <laughs> well, as long as there's cake. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from uh, Mr. Walken uh, a time or two before we're over. You know, before we end today. Well, for nine listeners, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, Dave. Where it's it's that time of year again. It's the it's the end of the year. It's the holiday season, mm-hmm. and the World Series of Poker, it, their circuit tour, is here in Los Angeles. Actually, it came in December first, and it's only going to be here through the sixteenth. Mm. And so there's, you know, two dozen or so different tournaments, um, and some satellite tournaments. And so I played in a couple um, last week and a little bit the week before. I'm going to kind of talk to you about what I played in and kind of how it went, what happened. Um, but before we get to that, so the hot topic, you uh, you remember the Gordon Veo Poker Stars drama, the VPN? And oh, yeah, yeah. That. Sorry, is that still ongoing? Yeah, well, no, not anymore. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. Let, proceed, Eric. That's okay. Okay. Uh, so Gordo apparently when he was first trying to make a demand to PokerStars that he wanted his money for winning this online tournament, yeah, yeah. he had supplied PokerStars with documents, okay, uh, bank statements and so on, proving that he was in Canada and he okay. was using an ATM machine in Canada. Okay. Well, it turns out Uh-oh. that those documents were fake. Oh, no. And that Gordo, apparently the guy who created these fake documents, yeah. fucked up on the math. Oh no! <laughs> and like the numbers didn't weren't consistent, you know. Oh no! And like his ATM withdrawals in Canada were somehow in U.S. dollars, oh. <laughs> like things like that. And so Gordo's law firm bailed on him, and pretty soon after that, the case was dismissed. So basically, so, so let me just get this straight. So A, it's pretty much been confirmed that he was definitely not in Canada at the time, and B. So, so now, like, he's just, what, he's just not going to get his money? No, that, beyond. But then PokerStars, the, I mean, I'll give you some updates. So, Gordon's new law firm basically came in and they dismissed the case. Yeah. They, they knowingly, an attorney cannot falsify evidence or use evidence that he knows to be falsified. Of course. And PokerStars apparently had plenty of other information um, beyond the forgery that he wasn't in Canada, that he was... It's San Diego or some spot in the U.S. Wherever it was, right. not Canada. Right. And so the lawsuit was dismissed. Now, PokerStars wants to go, wanted to go after Gordon for their legal fees. Ooh. 
and they would have a legal right to do that. And you're talking about like three hundred thousand dollars is what Poker Stars is talking so about. Not only is he not making money, but he's going to have to spend all this money. Right, but apparently after some back and forth, both sides decided just to walk away, and sure. that's it. Poker Stars probably did that because they don't mm-hmm. want the negative publicity of going after the player. Yeah, because they, they, they also don't want players to like be afraid of like you know. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 can, I can see how my, maybe it might be worthwhile on their point. Like they, they made their point already. Yeah. They try to pull this kind of shenanigans again. We're going to contest it. Right, but you yeah. can pretty much assume you know Gordon is banned for life from Poker Stars. You know, he's going to have to find some other way of making his online poker living because yeah. he can't legally be playing in you know California anyway. Yeah. I mean, you can play in the United States, New Jersey. Nevada, Delaware. Poker Stars, by the way, interestingly enough, is not in Nevada. The the WSOP.com is the Nevada online poker site. But Poker Stars itself does not have a license to operate in Nevada yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So, and from what I've heard, WSOP.com is kind of a fail site. Like, it's not it's not very good. A lot, a lot of people don't play on it. But mm. anyway, so uh, that's the uh, the Gordon Veo uh, saga. Yeah. So that, that's how it ends now. It's, it's, it's over now. All done. Okay. Uh, and both sides are just walking away. You know, I'm sure Gordon spent a good amount of money on his attorneys too. Mm-hmm. He had hired a pretty large Century City, like downtown LA firm, to represent him in the beginning. You know, and I'm sure it was tens of thousands of dollars to uh. get it to where it was. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, the because the case was filed in the federal district court in the central district of California, yeah. like downtown LA, basically Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, you can get all the case information. You can search the case and you can look at the docket. It's public information. So oh, if, of course, yeah. if anybody's ever interested, they could just pull up and read everything. So huh. that's uh, that was the latest on Gordon Vale. So now the World Series of Poker yeah. Circuit Tour. Okay, so. We talked about this before last year. Yeah. When they come to town, you know, in, in the regular World Series of Poker that's held in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. if you win an event, you get a bracelet. Yeah. Right? These events, if you win a circuit event, you get a ring, like a ring you put on your finger. Oh, okay. And so there's two dozen or so tournaments, and then they have a version of their main event. It's not a $10,000 buy-in. It's like a $1,700 buy-in. They don't get 8,000 people. They may get 800 people because it's yeah. all just, just very local. Um, because Los Angeles is close enough to, say, like Nevada, you know, Vegas, and San Diego, you get some notable pros that will come into town during this because the cash games also can get kind of juicy. and Sure, sure. And so on. And so uh, there are a couple of different tournaments. So if you remember last year, yeah. I didn't play in a ring event. I played in something called a bounty. Mm-hmm. Bounty tournament is basically you get like a cash bonus for every player you, you knock out. Ah. And, you know, and so, uh, you know, strategies are different and, you know. Yeah, because, again, you know, you're, the, the, the goal now is to knock people out and not just get more cash. Right. And so the more people you knock out, basically you end up paying for your own entry again. And, you know, then you can make more cash that way. And But then you might play a little bit more loosely. And, you know, just anyway, I didn't fare very well and I didn't like that bounty style. The styles, it didn't fit your game. So this year when it came around, I decided I was only going to play in something called a satellite. Okay. Okay. Satellite tournament uh, is very, very unique in that it doesn't pay a cash prize. <clears throat> it, right. It pays you, at, like, it basically gives you an entry into the bigger main event. Huh. Okay. So let's say the buy in in the satellite, for example, is $230. Sure. 
Now, the top five or the top three or however many sure. get a ticket, an entry into the circuit main event, which is like a $1,700 buy-in. Gotcha. But there's no... You don't get cash. You don't get extra money. Right. You just get basically a $1,700 credit. Right. And you cannot convert it to cash. You can transfer it to a different player. I found that out. Like, I could be like, hey. Money? No. Well, that's between you and the other player. But yeah. I could be like, hey, Dave, I'm going to be out of town on, you know, the 15th when this starts. Uh, why, don't you, why don't I transfer this to you and you play for me? Gotcha. So they can either play for you or like, hey, it's still, but it, it still would be okay for you to basically sell it to them. Yeah, what I would probably do is I would – I know I know a few players that are pretty good. Um, i probably try to make a deal where it's like, look, I'll give you my entry and transfer to you and let's just be 50-50 if you cash. On the winnings, yeah. Something like that. You know, don't don't give me money for this ticket, right? But I'm let's just, just be partners. Risk. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's have some kind of partnership deal. But anyway, uh, so the first one, the top three got entrances, uh, entry tickets to the $1,700 main event, which is going to be starting, I think, tomorrow the 14th. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were 41 entrants okay. that night. Uh-huh. This was two Saturdays ago. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Get tickets. I finished fourth. No! <laughs> it was the stone cold bubble. Oh, no! Now, when we were down to like seven players, we all pitched in 50 bucks and made a fourth place prize. And, and no, no, this is why, like, uh, this is just karma because I bitched about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why am I, why would we do that? That's stupid, you know? But anyway, everybody's like, no, come on, you know, there's, there's no cash prize to anybody. So we said, okay, so there was like $350 is basically what fourth place paid, and I ended up with that. <laughs> So I, I profited a hundred or eighty bucks or some stupid, something ridiculous, you know. Yes, and it was so tragic. I bet you don't mind now? No, I mean no. I I would much rather have the entry ticket than the eighty dollar profit. Obviously, I didn't rebuy either or anything. Like I was just one buy in, and it was so. Once we were like down to like seven or eight handed, and I saw like I had a pretty decent chip stack. Yeah, and I'm texting my friend Todd. You know, Todd would tell us he was a professional poker player. I mean, he, that's what he plays for a living. Yeah. He, and he has a World Series bracelet and lots of caches. I mean, he's, you know. Sorry, this, this is what he does full time. Yeah. So he's like, look, just you know what to do. Just coast. Don't play any hands. Just don't get yourself in situations. Just, you know, muck everything. You Top three, you're fine. Cause yeah. I, and I was doing that. And we were down to four. And this one guy who was the short stack was like super aggressive. Because he's the short stack, he has to make moves, and there's antes now, and there's blinds and all that. Yeah, so he's yeah he can't he can't wait it out. He has to do, he has to like either 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 you know go big or go home. Right, and so the and so what happened was he started collecting a bunch of these hands because you know he would winning a bunch of these hands with no no action. Just he would get the he would go all in. He would get the antes. He would get the blinds, and he started building his stack. And then on the hand I was big blind, and he was directly to my left, so he yeah. was he was first to act. Right again, he goes right away all in comes around to me. I look down. I got pocket queens. And I'm like, I, I, it's like, I don't want to muck this. Yeah. No, it's not just that. It's like I feel like I know he's just kind of making a move. Mm-hmm. You know, like the early position. You know, just try to steal. There's only four of us. Yeah, you're like this. Yeah, if I just knock this guy out, which seemed pretty sure at the time. Hey, I, 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 I'm assured now. I'll yeah, be assured. Yeah, and, and it's like you know, there's only four of us there, so. If he doesn't act first, it goes to the dealer button and then the small blind and then me. So that's like a, a, you know, he may have some kind of weird 
ace nine or something like that. It's like I- I'm favored. I'm sure. I'm like but I'm yeah, sure. The chances I'm good. are, yeah, the odds were you had him beat. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I guess, like, like I'm hesitating. Like I don't really want to call. And I'm counting. If I lose, I basically have like one blind left. Like I mean, we're yeah. that close at this point because I've been mucking all my other hands. So you've been lo- so you've been dwindling your stuff. right. Well, he's been building. You've been dwindling. Right, and I've been uh, I've been like slowly letting it dwindle because, and then this guy just kept hitting and got lucky, and it's like, ugh. So now he's back in it. Anyway, I took every ounce of strength I had to, you know, I, I finally said, okay, I call. So I flip over my queens. He had pocket tens. I was great, and then he spikes a ten right on the flop. No. It's like, like, oh man. And so I'm the stone cold bubble. And so I get my little three hundred dollars, and I go, and I'm really angry, right? So that was two Saturdays ago. Yeah. Past Saturday, I say, I tell my wife, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play the same again. There's another another satellite tonight. Yeah, let's try the same thing because I played really well. And that that was just dumb variance. I mean, I had this guy dominated. The guy was drawing to two outs. Yeah. My wife, of course, doesn't understand any what that means. But whatever, you got to talk to someone. Right. She basically realized that I'm I'm daddy's going to play poker tonight. <laughs> okay. so the bottom line is you're not coming home. Right. right. All right. Uh, so I go to another satellite. Same thing. Two hundred thirty bucks. Okay. This one, the top five, got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like sixty eight or sixty nine entrants. Yeah. I, got, I got knocked out like at nineteen. So, I, I mean, and then I didn't re-enter. I was going to rebuy, and I was like, no, I'm not going to rebuy. Just forget it. Plus, I think I, I, maybe I only had five minutes left to rebuy. It was like the first six levels or something. Yeah, so you're like, whatever. It's just not in the cards. It's just, yeah. So I, but what's interesting is so then I went and I played a little bit uh, cash game, you know, which I ended up basically winning enough to cover my tournament entry. So I got broke even for the night. But the cash games were like super loose. You know, like really wild, and I was playing like a two-three no limit game, which yeah, it's like a three hundred dollar buy-in. Like man, like I'm not playing like a big yeah, yeah. two thousand or five thousand dollar yeah game, but it was. I mean, it was just sick. There was a lot of action, a lot of craziness, uh, a lot and like big swings, mm-hmm. like a lot of variance. You know, so but anyway, so that's kind of my my little <laughs> World Series of Poker circuit. And this this coming Saturday yeah. is uh, my daughter Maya. It's her 16th birthday, oh. and so I'm not going to be able to go play again. Yeah, because yeah. I could play one more satellite to try to get but, a seat. Yeah, you're going to be tied up, and it's your daughter's birthday. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll, you won't I'll be just, that dad. No, and so I'll just have to wait. And so, of course, now coming into the new year, come June, will be the regular World Series again. And, and oh, well, I don't know yet. They haven't posted a schedule, but I'll pick my one event. Whatever it's going to be, and I'll go to Vegas, and then you know I'll play the like a WPT tour. They usually hit Commerce and the LA the the World Series circuit tour stop is at the bike, you know. So I'll I'll just play keep playing those for those to to come up again. Yeah. And uh, but that's you know that's it. That was my uh, you know my my two <laughs> satellites, and so but these satellites are interesting. You know, there's there's an absolute. Difference in strategy. Okay. You know, because if I'm playing to win a tournament, I don't coast. Yeah. You know, when I've got a large chip stack, I use that to my advantage to bully other players. Yeah. You don't like to coast. So, this, so I mean, the advice the guy gave you was, was, was good advice, perhaps, but it just wasn't what you would normally do. Well, because normally you're, you're there to try to either get as high up as you can and cash for as much as you can. Right, so that means you you want to if you can't win the whole thing, you want to come in second, third, fourth, fifth, but you know. Sure. And so, if I'm down to where we're eight or nine handed, like a final table, 
and I've got I'm second or third in chips. I'm going to use those stacks and try to punish the small stacks. Yeah, you know, and get build my stack up because the goal build, is to build win. The stack and thin the herd. Yeah, right. And my goal is to accumulate as many chips as possible because that's how you win a tournament. At the end, you have all the chips. Yeah, of course. Um, but these satellites are different. So when you're playing just for a space, you know, like you just have to finish anywhere in the top three. Like I could literally have only one chip left, and if the guy next to me busts out. I still get the same prize as the guy with 98% of the chips. Yeah, it's not a matter of accumulating the most points or chips. It's like a matter of like just t- uh, placing. Right. It's, you just want to... Whatever, whatever that stack looks like. It, it, that's exactly right. And so that's kind of the point. It's like I could just toss my cards all night and not play a hand and wait for eventually two guys are going to lock up in a hand and one, you know, and one of them's going to lose. Uh... And so, of course, the problem is that I ended up being that one guy that went heads up with the other guy, and I lost, mm-hmm. even though I had the better hand. Now, know. if you had just, you know, just let it go and just kept going, do you think you, you would have fared better, or, or who knows? It's hard to say because everybody was sort of on this lockdown, and so at that point where there were four of us left, the average hand was basically either somebody would raise and scoop up the blinds, or that was it, or everybody would fold out and just wait for the next hand. Like, nobody was really just limping in or calling or just trying to see a flop, but... It's different when you're that short-handed. Your your hand values mean more. So here's an example: King Ten offsuit is not a fantastic hand. Yeah. Okay, especially when it's even suited. But it doesn't matter. It's just, it's nowhere near as good. If, if a king flops, you're usually not good. I mean, or if you are good, you're going to get no action. Mm-hmm. You know. So you really that's the kind of hand where maybe if you're lucky, you make a straight. Or some kind of weird two pair, you know, like a, like a king ten six on the flop or something like that, and you're hoping a guy has like queens or can't your aces or, you know, something like that. But when you're three handed, right, and there's you know the 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 first act mucks, the button, you know, limps or, or raises the small and you got a king ten, a king ten is much much stronger heads up. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like nine players in a pot. Yeah, of course. There's obviously greater odds that somebody else will be able to beat it. Yeah. So you have to, you know, really kind of understand your hand ranges and your values. And then the, your op- what's called your opening range, meaning what cards you're going to raise with, what cards you're going to st- open your hand with and kind of start. Yeah. That changes also dramatically when you're down to three or four handed. Okay. I mean, your opening range, like, you know, four or five of diamonds, you, you, a lot of people will raise with that and open because that's the kind of hand that it's really well disguised and if you hit you know but then the flop comes out weak uh let's say the flop comes out five six queen five six jack yeah your five is probably good heads up yeah you know and nobody's gonna put you on that i mean you know what i mean so these hand values change you know you got a very small number of players right so for example if i'm in a full ring which is like Mm nine-handed or ten-handed yeah and i have four five of diamonds uh, if I'm in late position, meaning like I'm like the button or one before the button, depending on the action, I might call. Because if five people are in the pot, then my hand has value. Yeah. Right? But if one guy raises in early position and everybody mucks to me, what's the point? Yeah. Right? I'm getting. No, I'm not getting a price to call. You know, there's no pot odds for me to call. Yeah. And, what you know, and if I hit something, what's he going to put me on? You know, like I'm only getting pushed or called by a better hand at that point. You yeah. Know? I mean, so there's just a lot of different variants that comes in with that. Interesting. So, so I, anyway, so that was sort of my my little saga. Like that, I was so so frustrated. I'm so sorry. So frustrated. Just that first, the first person, that first beat. Oh, and I, 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 and let me let me be honest. I, I didn't give a lot of bad beats to people. 
Like I just played really well. Yeah. I, I just I caught I, I didn't catch like lucky breaks. I just I had a good sense of what was going on. I made some really good reads, you know, I made some good tough calls. Yeah, you were coming to this like really proud of your performance. Yeah, happened. and then like, oh you know, that happened. Oh, oh did, did, like, is that a ten on the flop? Like all this, all this, all this, you know, good work and effort that you put in, basically gone now because of some stupid ten like caught the flop. And then, I know this is, I, I, I may have done the same thing, but then like as soon as the ten comes out, the guy's like, yes, that just makes it worse. Like you know, fuck you, like, I know, an asshole. Yes, I know. Shut up. Good like, for you. I know what you never won a hand before. We're all yeah, like you know, yeah, we're how old are we? You know, but but I know that was just maybe me more, being more free because you know I've done that too. Where like I I, I hit a card where I'm way behind and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know the other guy celebrate like, good times. Come on, the other guy looks at me like you know asshole. Like, you know. It's a celebration. Yeah, I mean it was like you know he's like yes, and like, oh, really? How, you know, how how old are we? Like, you never you never won a hand before. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I mean, I guess I'm just curious. Like, what? What would Christopher Walken do? Hang on, let me wake him up. Yeah, if he, uh, if he had pocket queens, Chris, Chris. and uh, you know, a guy hit a ten on him. Uh, what? Is my cake here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pocket. Uh, well, first of all, I'd say I'm going to see you tonight. In the parking lot, I'm expecting my winnings, and I ain't, I ain't leaving until I get something. I mean, Chris, what, what what do you do with somebody that like flaunts their, you know, like you know, makes fun of your loss? <laughs> First of all, that's my hand. It's my birthright. I earned this hand. <laughs> Who do you think you are, <laughs> talking to me that way? <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah. Still no cake. No, <laughs> cake's on the way. I'll, I'll have some delivered for right. you. Right? I'm going back to my nap. Yeah, there you go. Thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you for the for the appearance. Anyway, so that's that's kind of the that's the saga. And uh, again, the cash games were were kind of juicy, but they were a little they were a little too loose for me. I guess when I guess when these circuit tours come into town. You know, a lot of people that bust out of the tournaments jump into the cash games, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's definitely. I learned. I mean, I've been playing mostly tournaments, so it's, there's definitely a difference in strategy. Um, and I definitely, I think I've become a better tournament player at this point than otherwise. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's you know, like anything, it's how you improve. I mean, there's you know, there's sort of beats and there's wins and losses on the way, but hopefully, over time, the overall performance is gets better and better. I guess. Yeah. So I, I let's learn the lesson. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing to learn. I played it right. I mean, I guess I could have just folded my queens, um, but then at this point, if I'm not calling heads up with queens, what, what am I even playing poker for? Like, yeah, why, exactly. why am I there? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that, I mean, again, that I think most everybody would have done it, especially you know, you're in a position where this guy just keeps getting up and up because everyone keeps mucking their stuff. It seemed like a good opportunity to finally bust him out of the game. Yeah, and I had him covered by a tiny bit, so that would have been it for him. Like he doesn't hit his miracle card. That's it. I'm, I'm, and it, again, doesn't matter how many chips I have. I just have to be in the top three because then you just you you turn your chips in. You get a little voucher, and that's it. You go home. And that would have been it, right? There's Sorry. nothing. You know. Yeah, obviously, it was one of those times where you made the right call. It just was a bad beat. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it's not the first not the first bad beat I've ever taken. Won't be the last. There you go. But uh, you know, it's fun either way to. 
to play in these tournaments. I really, you know, I love these low cost, low buy in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like, I really look at them as a lot, like a, you know, like a practice. Yeah. You know, for when the World Series comes. Yeah. And I can tell you that th- maybe because the last three or four I've played in, where I've actually done well, cool. I'll finally have to break down and play a no limit tournament. You know, maybe. I mean, all my all the WSOP, the real World Series of poker tournaments that I play in Vegas, none of them have been no limit hold'em. Interesting. I've always played some kind of limit game and some variation of, you know, so it's seven-card studs, that high-low, eight-game mix. I guess eight-game mix has one of the eight is, is no limit hold'em, but all the rest are limit, limit structured big, you know, structured games. Yeah. Um, you know, and I played regular limit hold'em twice. So maybe maybe it's time for me just to, you know, see how I do with some no limit hold'em. Let's play that. Couldn't hurt. Well, it might. I mean, I mean we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my last two years, I haven't really, you yeah. know, I haven't made it to the second day. Exactly. The stra- yeah, the strategy, what you've been, the, the games you've been employing have not been working out for you. Hey, let's just try something else because, hey, I just seem to do pretty all right in these terms. Yeah, so. just doing better at them, I guess. It's just the way it is. <clears throat> so, anyway, so I guess that's really it. I mean, I just wanted to kind of talk about the uh, the two the two uh, satellites that I played in. Yeah. You know, and the differences you know between satellite events and uh, regular tournaments and bounties and they're all kind of fun, but the, and they're all no limit hold'em. You know, yeah. there was they had a uh, an Omaha high low uh, event that you could earn a ring in. Yeah, uh, my friend Todd played in that, mm-hmm. and he got knocked out tenth. Wow. Yeah, and uh, there was about a hundred players, mm-hmm. um, and only the top nine were in the money. Interesting. So he also like just like me hit that stone cold bubble. Oh. So, it, what can I tell you? It happens. Yep. So, uh, one. So I want to just touch on one last thing okay. before uh, I know it's a little bit early today, but we're kind of wrap it up. But sure. Um, as as you know, and as you know, maybe the nine or ten listeners we have probably know, mm-hmm. I am a very very big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh yeah. And even the DC Cinematic Universe, yeah. or DC Extended Universe, as they're calling it, whatever. Sure. DCEU. <laughs> they have to, that's have to be a little bit different. Whatever. They're, they're such bitches. DC, it's like, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and so I, I keep up and I watch like the trailer drops, Aquaman and, you know, Captain Marvel was a big one that came out. And so the final installment of the Avengers franchise just dropped their trailer. It's called Endgame, Avengers 4, Endgame. Oh, yeah. And I watched the trailer very intently and then I picked up on something, at least I believe, and I'm going to share my fan theory. Okay, um, and this is because one, I want to put it out there first. <laughs> you want it on record? <laughs> I thought of this. You don't want to be that guy who like it does, like it actually comes through to that way, and you always have to convince people like, no, 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 I, I totally called it. Yeah, 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 buddy, sure. That's right. So this is recorded documentation, and in all fairness, I did mention this to you a couple days ago. You did. You totally did. But this I is have the text message right, right. But this is now. This is going to be on the internet, and as we know, the internet's forever. Mm-hmm. In the trailer. The opening 15 or 20 seconds is Tony Stark, Iron Man, drifting in space in some sort of spaceship or vessel. And he is sending a recorded message to his significant other, Pepper Potts. Yep. And he's using his Iron Man helmet to transmit this message. And he basically goes on to say, food and water has run out. Oxygen will be out in probably another day. So hopefully she gets this message. And then he uses a line. Mm-hmm. There is a zero percent chance of rescue. Okay. Now, of course, he's referring to himself floating out in space. Yeah, of course. Now, if you assume that Pepper gets this message, yeah. So, 
in the comics, in the books, yeah. there was a character named Rescue. Oh. And Rescue was Pepper Potts in a in a version, a feminine version of the Iron Man suit. Oh. And so wouldn't that just tie it all together? If the title is just Rescue. Rescue. And so he says there's a 0% chance of Rescue. This is being transmitted through his Iron Man helmet. Yeah. In Avengers 3, he had this new nanotechnology suit mm-hmm. where he just pressed a button and it, you know. Yeah, sort of built over. Right. And remember in Iron Man, I think it was Iron Man 2 or, no, Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin. Yeah. I think that was Iron Man 3. Yes. With the Mandarin. It was 3. Yeah. There, was a, there was a scene where Pepper put on the armor to protect herself from the incoming missiles. Ah. Okay. So would it, it, in my mind, it wouldn't really be a stretch if Tony had created a suit for her. I mean, it would be very much in keeping with, with the whole suit. Just story. to be, right, for protection. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he has tons of variants of the suit. It certainly wouldn't be a stretch to say, like, he would have created at least one or two for her. Right. And so, in the comics, she was rescue. Interesting. So that may have been a little... A little, little, a little Easter egg, right. Hinty, you know, hinty, hinty. Marvel drops these Easter eggs all the time. They love that stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're just, you know... Naturally. Yeah, and so I just, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I wonder if we are going to see... Rescue, and ah. how apropos would it be that she's the one, of course, that comes to Tony Stark's aid and saves him? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, that would that would fit actually very very well into how they would you know and how to how they sort of build these sort of stories and how they bring up certain characters and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, in the trailer you see a little bit more. You see Hawkeye, but now he's in the Ronin costume, you know, yeah. the Ronin outfit. So he does become Ronin in the characters. He goes from. The archer Hawkeye to some kind of like samurai type ninja. Whatever, sure. Yeah, and so you kind of see him in that costume, but, that, but everybody knew that. I mean, like, yeah. If you ever read any of the books, you know that he, you know, mm-hmm. he became Ronan. That was the thing. The presumption is that maybe his family uh, was dusted away after the Thanos snap. Ah. So he sort of, you know, kind of became this rogue, you know, Ronan samurai or whatever. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, you see, of course, uh, man. Playing, yeah. basically like ringing the doorbell of Captain America's house or yeah. the Avengers. It's actually the old Avengers facility. Yeah, and so he clearly came out of the quantum realm mm-hmm. where he was sort of drifting. Yeah, and maybe that's the key to the time travel issues or whatever. Um, but anyway, so very excited. I think the Aquaman comes out next weekend. Oh yeah, um, I'm here. I've stood the the initial buzz is, is uh, seems to be positive. So yeah, I heard that DC, too. Hopefully, for DC's sake, they get they get another hit. They get one of them right. Yeah. Well, Wonder Woman apparently was was a hit. So yes. Hopefully, hopefully they get if they can get at least one hit like that. At least it keeps them alive, keeps them in the game. Well, they seem to be doing well with these origin stories. Hmm. So as long as they're not doing like a Justice League style, you know, it's just this is the Aquaman origin. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you that on the television front, uh, they've been pretty exciting this year. Okay. Flash, they're doing like they did like a big three episode crossover between Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and uh, and then now also this year the Gotham is coming back and they're introducing Batgirl. Ooh. And the the whole Dark Knight Gotham style stuff is coming out. Batgirl's yeah. gonna get her own deal as far as I see. Okay. Supergirl doing really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that yeah. show's doing well. Yeah, so I mean, at least on the television front. But, uh, yeah, so Aquaman and then Captain Marvel is the next Marvel release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Avengers 4. There's a Black Panther 2. I'm sure. that. I mean, that movie crushed it, so sure. But I think timeline-wise, so Avengers 4 has to bring them back. 
Because he dusted away. Yeah, he did. So. So. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, he comes back. back. They, and they are doing a Doctor Strange 2. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, so, you know. Anyway, so I just wanted to put put out my little fan theory. That All right. We're going to see an you heard appearance. It, you heard it here first. That's right. We're going to see an appearance by Rescue. Um, just curious. Um, what Christopher Walken's favorite Marvel character is <laughs> from all these movies? <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> um, I like Agent Coulson, mostly because I like watching people die. I can watch that guy die over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm sick that way, Eric. I'm sick. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you. So back to uh, back to Dave. If uh, anybody has a, uh, any kind of IT or computer need, tell them how to get a hold of you, pal. Uh, yeah, you can feel free to contact us via our website at www.cs, that's C like Charlie, S like Sierra, dash Inc., short for Incorporated, cs-inc.us. Um, you can feel free to call us on our uh, our uh, local number, area code 909-992-0330. Again, that's 909-992-0330. All right, fantastic. So this is then Eric and Dave signing off, and uh, an early Happy New Year to, to all. And uh, we should be back in 2019 bigger, <laughs> bigger and better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.